0: Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome everyone back to another magical episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. With me as always, my brother on the other side of the planet, my PIC, because he liked it so much from last week, Mysterious Mike Talent.
1: Hey everybody, how's it going?
0: So, my name is Matt. I forgot to say that part. So, there we go. Now, now we're good. I think we're good. We can continue on.
1: Okay, Matt. Do you, do you want me to just jump into what are you drinking? Or do you want to tease the movie we're about to review? Or what would you like to do, Matt?
0: Why do I have to be in charge? I can't handle the pressure. It's too much.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then, Matt, what are you drinking?
0: <sighs> well, Michael... I am drinking one of my last delicious Four Peaks peach golden ales because it is a warm day. I spent a lot of today out in the sun and I needed something refreshing and crisp.
1: Oh, that sounds
0: wonderful, man. That sounds really good. Ah, It is delightful. So Mysterious Mike Talent, what IPA are you drinking today?
1: Oh, so guess that, guess what? It's not an IPA.
0: Man. Really? That's yeah. like two shows in a row.
1: Yeah, uh Meg's got a variety pack of of beers from uh, new new Belgian. So, um this one is a passion fruit kolsch and it is uh for a nice nice warm day here as well.
0: Now, are you drinking the kolsch because you already drank the IPAs?
1: Uh, there was an IPA in the pack, but I, I
0: think we did drink them all, yeah. Now, who is uh, Maniacal Mags? <clears throat> that would be my wife. All right. Just getting it out there. Just getting it out there, because we are going to have her on this show eventually. When When uh, yes. you get another microphone and we get a movie that she wants to talk about, and it will be fun. It will be fun. So, fe- speaking of fun and young women today we are talking about a spy thriller in the vein of black widow and red sparrow anna mike go ahead give us the rundown
1: yeah so uh we watched anna is directed by and written by uh luke bassan uh starring sasha Luce, helen mirn luke evans and killian murphy uh, the synopsis is for this is uh beneath anna poltovo's striking beauty lies a secret that will unleash her incredible strength and skill to become one of the world's most feared government assassins. All right. What'd you think, Matt?
0: I liked it. I thought it was good.
1: Yeah. Now th- this was uh not really um had, hadn't been really on my radar, but when I saw like Luc Besson had had directed it, I really liked Lucy. Um, a few years ago uh, I thought that was neat movie and he's he's done some kind of cool movies so I was like uh, I think he was involved with Taken and stuff so it was neat I enjoyed this movie a lot
0: I liked Lucy but I didn't like it a whole lot it was definitely an interesting different film I know this is going to happen a lot in this podcast so I'm just going to put it out there now I know I'm going to compare this a lot to Red Sparrow and a lot to the Black Widow because, I mean, they're mirrors of each other. But I really enjoyed this a lot more than I liked Red Sparrow. It feels a lot of the same. It tells a lot of the same elements. It jumps around a lot like it, but it's more cohesive and it's easier to follow and you don't get quite as confused. At Towards the beginning, I got a little confused here and there. But nowhere near like what I did in Red, S- Red Sparrow. I mean, by the end of Red Sparrow, I had no freaking clue who was on what side and who was doing what. And
1: oh yeah, yeah, the, all the double crossing, triple crossing,
0: and spy, spy craft. This was a lot, in my opinion, a lot better spy story. It it jumps around a lot. It switches sides a lot. It's you know you don't know who's coming, who's going, who's working for who, who's you know just like a your typical spy film but you could follow it a lot better in my opinion and I really enjoyed that
1: yeah yeah it did have a little bit of jumping around and like a little bit of like exposition of like you saw like some of the story and then they like kind of rehash it a little later from a different point of view but I mean that's what happens in a lot of these sleight of hand spy type movies so um,
0: yeah they do like the time travel thing they're like six months later or ten years later or you know, whatever. Which, you know, that happens in spy movies and regular movies.
1: Yeah. No. But uh yeah, I like this movie quite a bit. It was uh it was pretty fun. Uh what an interesting cover story job.
0: Um for which character?
1: For our uh main uh spy. Oh, for uh, Anna, Anna that
0: she's a um supermodel? Yeah. Dude, well and I was talking about this as we were... Researching real quick how you pronounce some of these names, which we failed on a couple, I think. But, um, uh, the actress that plays Anna, um, Sasha Luce, is really a supermodel, like in real life, like that's her main job.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is interesting.
0: And for someone as her main job is a model and not an actress, I think she did a pretty good job in acting. I mean, yeah, it could have been better. But it could have been a hell of a lot worse. I thought she did pretty good.
1: Yeah, I thought she did pretty good. Uh, and this was a very physical role, um, and that was
0: that was pretty good as well. Like it, I was like, man, awesome. It was nowhere near on the level of uh, Helen Mirren or Killian uh, Murphy. I mean, they're just seasoned seasoned actors. They're just both fantastic, and I really, really loved Helen Mirren's part in this film. I thought she did a phenomenal job. It was very reminiscent of uh her role in red. Oh yeah, retired yeah. and extremely dangerous. It was reminiscent of that. It's not the same role at all, not at all, but it reminded me a lot of that because of the spy thing. and I thought that was just kind of kind of cool. yeah, very cool. All right, Mike. well, anything else you want to add without uh spoiling Anna yet?
1: Uh, no, um, I guess the, a little bit of trivia, I guess Luke Busson likes to take models and put them into starring roles, because he kind of did that with, like, The Fifth Element, because uh, Mila Jovovich, that was her first role, and prior to that, she was model.
0: Um And that, I love that movie a lot. I really love Fifth Element. I'm a big sci-fi nerd, though, so, but I really just thought it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, um... I guess that's just something he does. Um, he did it with like Transporter 3. There's Nat- Natalia Rodolova. I'm sure I screwed that up. But um yeah, I guess that's something he does. Maybe he just goes to the talent agencies or something. He's like, hey, you want to be in a movie? Or maybe he goes to like a, a, a f- I don't know, fashion show or whatever they do. I don't even know if they still do those. I guess they do.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, they definitely do fashion shows. Now the clothes they wear are not anything I would ever wear or afford to wear, specifically cuz most of it is women's clothes. But um, you know, it's whatever, they still exist. They still do that thing. So Okay. Cool. All right, well uh, Mike, I guess I, I can do this cuz it's not going to be like a spoiler. Um, I had a couple complaints about the film, not major complaints, but a couple One thing I wish there was a little bit more action, there's one specific part in the film that is just chock full of action, which I think was one of my favorite parts of the entire film. I'm not going to say what it is, but I liked it. But I think the film as a whole, I would have liked to have seen maybe one or two more really kind of hardcore action-y scenes. Mm. Okay. That might be asking too much, because the action that was in it was pretty remarkable. Yeah, no,
1: I, I like the action that that we saw, but yeah, I guess there could have been a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I'm but not saying a lot. I'm saying one or one or two more scenes, maybe. And then the second part, which isn't a huge, huge deal, especially with an action film, but I wish the cinematography would have been a little bit better. It wasn't bad. I'm not saying it was bad. It just was not anything really special. It was just kind of middle of the road.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I thought the screenwriting was good. The story I thought was pretty good. The lines that were presented to us, I thought were well done. The little stories here and that, here and there like we alluded to earlier. Um the his you know where it goes like uh back and forth the time traveling stories. I thought those were pretty interesting and good and helped develop the overall story as a whole. I don't have a whole lot to complain about this film. I just those couple little things. That's about it
1: yeah no i i i liked it quite a bit myself
0: well all right mike then let's do it let's do the thing that i helped you with earlier before we started recording mike how does anna relate to the marvel cinematic universe <laughs>
1: Well, that's a great question, Matt. And you did help me. Uh one of the actors uh who played uh Olga's technician uh was Jess Jess Loudon and he did stunts on the Thor the Dark World.
0: Honestly, dude, I got lucky just clicking on that guy's name cuz I was just scrolling through. I was like, "Well, if they're most likely in the MCU, even if it's a small bit role, they're going to have a picture on here. So I just was clicking on people's pictures on IMDb, and I just got lucky.
1: Nice. No, it's good. a good strategy, man. I was getting worried.
0: Uh, it's all good, man. That We make a good team.
1: Yes. Yes, we do.
0: All right, kids. From here on out, we are going to spoil Anna if you would like to see it in the theaters. Mike, go ahead. You kick it off since I kicked off the other part.
1: Um. So I guess uh, as a spoiler, I mean, I guess this isn't a, a really a spoiler that much. But the one thing that would have been nice to see in this movie, but I kind of understand that why they didn't have it because it would have made the running time much longer. And it's already at two hours. Because I wish they would have had like a kind of a training like montage or something because this is another movie where... Uh, the character gets recruited and and then it's like three years later like there's nothing about how how that went and then if there's any kind of relationships that formed during that time period so um that's 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 about it but I I liked it I, I really liked how they showed the recruiting and how she was kind of like had nothing really to live for. And they like, she changed her life. And that was kind of, I think that was kind of cool. That didn't really need to be in the movie, but I liked it.
0: Yes. It was something that we haven't seen before in spy thrillers really much.
1: Yeah. And she, um, she, uh, it was an interesting, cause it's like, she made a choice and then she changed her mind and that was really cool. I thought that was cool. Um, way of doing that
0: yeah it was interesting it was uh a little horrifying not too bad just a little but it was very interesting and i mean that was a great scene i i would take that scene any day over uh training scenes just because of how they did it and how they developed that relationship between the uh anna and her handler uh was that luke evans yeah luke yeah, evans, luke so- evans. But they, they allude to a very tiny little bit of training, which happens to be one of the very first big action scenes we get. And it's training, but it's not really training. It's not like they're in a school or anything. It's more her first mission, but they time her on it, and she doesn't make the time, and they leave. When uh, You've seen it in the trailers. It's the one where... The scene where they're she's going through it's like a restaurant and trying to kill this dude and finds out the gun doesn't work and all this other shit that's kind of like the only level of training that was really in here but i agree i think there should have been maybe a one maybe two minute long quick little montage thing but you could tell that the relationship between anna and alex luke evans and sasha develops throughout that training however long it was was it like six months a year two years something like that
1: um i think it was a while i think it was longer than that uh year or two i think i'm not sure yeah
0: i think it was like a year the training so clearly there that relationship went from being i'm recruiting you i kind of don't like you but i kind of like you because you're taking me out of this life to clearly a romantic relationship over that year
1: Yes, but that was the only thing that he didn't quite know was there until later. You find out.
0: Yep, and you find out a couple times.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I thought, I thought it was pretty, pretty neat the way all, all these like love, like triangles and all that stuff. That was interesting as well.
0: Yes, that was very interesting. I mean, it was. It was uh, very Red sparrowy, but with, like, lovers. It was very wild. Very wild. The FBI agent, the KGB agent, the, wow, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The girlfriend she had in the modeling agency, I mean, she was just, she was living life to the fullest.
1: Yes, yes. She was, uh, as the kids say, living her best life.
0: The kids, the Millennials?
1: I don't know who says that, but it seems like I'm hearing that all the time now.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I I live in the opposite spectrum. So
1: Ah, oh, okay. Gotcha. You
0: want any 50s slang? I got it. Okay.
1: All right. Well, um Yeah, man, I don't know more uh what else more we can talk about this movie. This one this one uh I mean, uh I think you should see it in the theaters cuz it's kind of fun. Um because of the some of the action stuff but it's not you don't have to uh,
0: i will tell you what i want to talk about my favorite scene of the entire movie
1: okay go for it what is your favorite scene
0: there's a time period that passes and they do a montage (laughs) and it Uh, is a murder montage (laughs) and i just thought it was very unique very well done But it was just basically, um, assassination after assassination after assassination, like probably 30 or 40 of them knocked out in like a period of two, two and a half minutes. And I I just thought it was a really interesting, unique take on the montage because think about it it's like an action film it's a spy thriller and they chose to do the most active action part of kind of the film other than the escape at the end as a montage and like rush through it and i thought that was really unique and really interesting i had, hadn't seen a montage like that before
1: yeah no no it it was cool uh and it was done to uh, a song by in excess uh, was it suicide blonde I don't I'm trying to think of what the name of the song was but uh yeah um yeah it was great yeah
0: it just was I really really enjoyed it yes it's dark and it's gritty and it's murder 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 but it was very interesting how they did it I'm sorry it was I liked it I thought it was cool yeah no it was cool for sure let's see um, yeah, I don't know what else uh, we could really talk too much about. I mean, it, it, it's hard because we both really enjoyed this film and I think we've gotten it all out. Um. It's, you know, the whole lack of action isn't bad. I just wish there was more because there's a lot of plot development. There's a lot of story development. There's a lot of backtracking. Um. That's where I got a little confused, specifically at the beginning where they were like, they jump forward in time and then they jump back in time and then they jump like halfway through time again. And that got kind of confusing to me at points. Like at one point, nobody has a cell phone at another point, everybody has cell phones, but I thought that was not that time period, but it was. And I got a little confused, but that was only at the beginning. Nowhere near as confusing as red Sparrow. Like that movie really just confused the living hell out of me. It was, you know, now you're a traitor. Now you're on this side. Now you're on this side. Now you're on that. It was just so back and forth. And that's one thing I I said it earlier, but I applaud this movie is it's not as wild as Red Sparrow is in that aspect.
1: Yeah, it does go back and forth a few times and it was a little bit confusing on exactly where you were at in the, the story. But for the most part, it cleared itself up. I think it was only some of the stuff in the beginning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it was just the beginning. And it's just because you, you know, you sit down and you're just getting into it and it's just, okay, okay, all right, now it's, there's heads, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And that was one that messed me up because he got all these heads in Priority Mail UPS boxes, but Priority Mail didn't exist in the 80s so it's just a minor minor continuity problem. Yeah, i know i know i'm getting nitpicky i know i'm sorry michael i'll stop it all right well let's do it mike how many reels do you give anna i'm
1: gonna give anna three and a half reels
0: wow i thought you were gonna give it more than that i am sorely disappointed in you michael
1: well, well, are uh, are you gonna go higher than me? No, I was gonna well, give three you and got? a half what reels too. What do you got? Oh no, we're the same. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we we haven't been the same in a while, though. That's okay.
0: It's okay. It's passable. We're allowed to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you know, for the listeners, we don't talk about what our ratings are before we give them. So it's kind of like we both find out live on the recording.
0: Live <laughs> on the recording, recorded live. Love it. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't. And you know, the other thing we don't do is, uh, and it's probably a good thing, especially with us trying to be, um, objective and have our own opinions about the film is we really don't talk about it before we sit down on the pod. Like I might, you know, text you cause we typically will see the films at different times, definitely different days, mostly. And I'll text Mike. I was like, Hey, um, I think I hit you first. I saw it on Saturday and I texted you. I was like, and it was good, but it was, uh, I wish there was more action. And that was all I said.
1: Yeah, yeah, usually it's one line.
0: Yeah. And I you know, I I personally try to do that on purpose, and I'm sure you do the same. Just so that we can hash out our opinions here on the show for all of you lovely, lovely listeners who still have not emailed me to win a free copy of Lone Survivor Digital HD. And you know, there is gonna be an expiration date on this shit because It's an ultraviolet code, and ultraviolet shuts down on July 31st. So if you want this code right here, you need to send an email in at nerds at realfilmnerds.com with Mike's favorite sandwich from last year in a movie. If not, I'm just going to give the code to Mike, and I'm sure he already owns Lone Survivor. Yeah. All right, Mike. So should we talk about what we're going to try and review? I know... We're, we might try and do two this week. I haven't seen our second film yet. I don't think you have either.
1: No, I haven't had a chance. I might try and see it soon.
0: I was thinking about either going this evening or going on tomorrow night, possibly. Um, I'm not sure which would fit better my schedule. Probably tonight, I'm thinking. But I do kind of want to see it because I'm getting mixed reviews on the things i've heard about it, i haven't read any reviews i haven't watched any reviews i just get little headlines and snippets on the old social medias you know and from what i've seen on the different movie websites and different uh movie outlet news outlets i guess you would say they're not really news but i'm getting mixed reviews man i got people that just absolutely hate the new child's play and people that love it and think it's very intriguing
1: I am interested to go see it. This movie uh was the movie that disturbed me a lot as a kid, so
0: we'll see see how I do on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it just it makes me want to see it more because people are so conflicted. And also Aubrey Plaza. I'm a big fan of Aubrey Plaza. Mark Hamill's the voice of Chucky, I goes without saying. Have a man crush on Mark Hamill because he is, you know, Luke Skywalker, my dog. Yeah. It has a good cast. I mean, even Brian Tyree Henry, he's a fantastic actor. So it has a pretty solid cast. And it's an interesting take based on the synopsis of what Chucky is and how he gets his thing. So I you know, I I do wanna see it. And it's only ninety minutes, it's an hour and a half runtime. So if Perfect. we yeah, if we can squeeze it in, I think we should. But again, you know, it's that horrible, horrible thing god what's it called i always forget money no 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 that's definitely a part in my world life life always gets in the way oh life yeah okay so anyways all right mike well hopefully that'll be our next one will be child's play If not, um, I have a film that's coming out next week that I would like to review, and I was going to hopefully try and get a special guest on, but I don't know if that's going to happen, specifically because I want to be in Phoenix next week. And Uh so he lives in Phoenix, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get him on for our pod. We'll see. I'll have to to discuss it with him. But uh, that is uh, Danny Boyle's interesting interesting film called yesterday oh yeah yeah i really want to see that movie i know you want to go see probably annabelle more but i really like the idea of yesterday it looks really neat no i'll go see that it looks fun yeah and i was gonna have my good buddy listener of the pod he just was at my house this weekend he is out of all my friends Definitely the biggest Beatles fan. Okay. And I want to try and get him on. That's Mr. Steven Stockmar. We'll see. I'm gonna work All it. All right. cool. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I, maybe I can get him to call in on Skype. I don't know if we could do a three-way call, but I think it would be fun to get his take on it just because he's such a diehard Beatles fan. And for those of you who do not know anything about yesterday. The film yesterday, basically the Beatles don't exist, and except for this one guy knows, and he has all their songs memorized, and he also happens to be a musician. So guess what? He capitalizes on that and becomes ultra-famous. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. So it definitely looks interesting. So.
0: All right, Mike. Well, anything else you want to add to uh, today's pod their brother?
1: No, no. Uh, it was fun. Um on a side note, I'm looking forward
0: to the new Stranger Things Season 3. comes out July 4th. Dude, is it coming out July 4th? I saw they dropped the trailer the other I need a drink. I saw they dropped the trailer the other day, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. Have you watched it?
1: Yes, I saw the trailer. I'm interested.
0: Well, give us a little rundown on the trailer, Mike. What's What's happening? What's happening?
1: Oh, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, still stuff's going down in, in Hawkins, and and um, you know, eleven, eleven's going to be there, and there's going to be some monsters, and
0: yeah, I heard it's like a re- kind of like revengey, like the monsters are coming after the town.
1: Yeah, yeah, the the yeah, it's interesting. So
0: nice, I need to watch that, but.
1: Yeah, no, so that's that's all I got really on the horizon. And um
0: but uh have you watched Chernobyl yet? No, I haven't. Michael. Will, I will. It's good. It's real good. For those of you out there, you need to do yourself a service and watch it. It is it is a fantastic show. Show of the year, in my opinion, show of the year.
1: Alright, well I'll I'll get to it, but uh awesome. Um other than that. I guess that's about it, man. Um, Yeah. So, I guess with that, man, I'll wrap it up. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, um, yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.